Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL, and you are now on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. What are we doing? We having a pandemic podcast right now. We are completely and utterly quarantined, social distancing at its best. That's why I'm talking to you over this microphone. Hey, look, I just want to make sure you guys are staying in. You need to be practicing social distancing. I'm not going to get on the podium today, but I will talk about some of the things to make sure you guys are okay taking this this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic thing seriously because I am coming to you from my quarantined home where I'm recording this podcast right now. However, I do have a wonderful lineup for you. And you know me, if you if you listen to the front line before, I can't do my lineup without... <laughs> something good to to jive to so let me see if i can get the dj to put something on special that right there will work so today on the frontline stereo podcast we're going to talk about the divorce rate during the quarantine yeah i want to talk about the divorce rate i seen tyrese's video and i just want to have some conversation around it. We're going to talk about the baby making rate. Yeah, that's about to go up too. the digital divide. The Amazon idiot that spit on the package. And if you have been quarantined and you've been following your social distancing rules, the digital divide is that gap is 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 slowly but surely dwindling down. And D nice has saved us with club quarantine. So I want to talk about it. I also want to talk about your Netflix watch list and some of the things that people are not talking about you know on the frontline stereo podcast we like to talk about couch conversation we likes to have couch conversation and during our couch conversation i want to know what you're watching on the couch with who you quarantined with if you can handle who you quarantined with so everybody buckle up and let's get ready for this pandemic podcasting special with your boy tl So we're on the podcast, and as you guessed it, I'm quarantined in my home. I am practicing social distancing, and as I practice social distancing, um, un- unlike Tyrese's um, whole post that he made on social media about men finding out that they're not going to be happy with the person that they're shacked up with, I happen to be quarantined with my lovely wife, and without hesitation she comes into studio with me today and say hey i'll do the pandemic podcast with you i'll talk about covid19 she like my own little newscaster because she sits in front of the couch all day long and watch everything when it comes to covid19 i'm about sick of covid19 i want you people to stay in the house but without further ado i just want to give a warm frontline podcasting welcome to my wife Ms. zinda marshall good afternoon everybody Hope you all are definitely staying inside and practicing social distancing and not out at the beaches or running on the lakefront or wherever it is that you may be. But they still walking their dogs, sweetheart. They walking no. their dogs, running on the lakefront, no. going out. You know, they had they the nerve. Tickets. You know, they had the nerve to go out on the lakefront in Chicago um, <laughs> where the, the mayor literally had to shut down the beaches as if it's warm. It's not warm there. It's 90 degrees down here. It's 90 degrees here in Orlando. But where I'm from in Chicago, y'all got some nerve to be outside at the beach 
with 50 some odd degree weather. That is not beach weather. Y'all need to let your brains thaw out right now. However, I want to talk about this um, COVID-19. I'm not going to pull out the podium too much on this on this half of the um, podcast. What I want to do is just just get you people to stay in the house. Look, the longer we do not comply, the longer we got to stay in. I don't want to be in here no more. Ain't got nothing to do with my wife. Ain't got nothing to do with the amount of sex I'm having. It ain't got nothing to do with anything. But the fact is I like going outside, having a good stick having a good drink and socializing with people. That's what I've come accustomed to in this um, good Florida sun. However, y'all won't stay in the house. What is, what are the numbers right now for the um, COVID globally? What, what are the COVID numbers globally, sweetheart? I have for the U.S. 111,115 cases. If y'all not taking this serious now, I think now is the time that you should take this serious. <laughs> We not number two or number three in this global pandemic race. We are number one on the hit list now. New York is a fucking mess. It is people who put their trash out on the front of their house stoops. Y'all realizing how nasty this shit is now. So. I need y'all to not put your trash out in front. I need y'all to practice your social distancing. I need y'all to care about somebody other than yourself. Globally. There are 645,111 cases that have been reported. 645,000 cases. Look, we got a situation on our hands. Whether we got Trump in office or not, yes, he's an idiot. Yeah, he calling the Chinese virus. I wonder when he going to stop calling it the Chinese virus. Who cares what he's calling it? I don't care what he call it. Just stay in the house. I don't know. What are you looking for? I, I know me. I know my wife. My wife has hounded me and stayed on top of me. We got food in the house. We got toilet paper. I don't even know what this toilet paper craze is about, but people got toilet paper. You went out. Look, they restocking the shelves. You can get the toilet paper whenever you want to. Personally, I think you should go get you some guns and some ammunitions because when people come and try and take your toilet paper or your food, you're going to need something to protect it with. Hit them with that Dave Chappelle buckshot, buckshot, buckshot deal. But I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know why you won't stay in the house, but I need you to stay in the house. I'm sick. I'm sick of being in this house. Let's do this 14, 15, 30 days, whatever it is. Let's do this 30 days. Let's stand up like a real G, as they say when you go into prison. Let's stand up like a real G, do this 30 days in and come out shining. That's what we that's what we do. That's what we known for. I don't care who you got to do. Call Zantavius, call call your weed man. Call your weed man right now or go to the dispensary and get your legal weed. Um, did you did you know? I think as a matter of fact, sweetheart, I think you told me this. You told me that liquor stores are deemed essential right now in this pandemic. I know they are in Atlanta. I got the list of essential in Atlanta and liquor stores are on that list. I, when did people start deeming alcohol as essential if alcohol is deemed as essential we absolutely without a shadow of a doubt need to have weed deemed as essential i guess why you say you guess i don't even smoke weed <laughs> i don't even partake in it but i've seen what it do to people who smoke it all the time and they have they have no ability to stay calm without their weed so call your weed man if you can because i know some of y'all laid off right now which sucks by the way hey um real quick moment this is serious, guys. It's a lot of people out there who are not working right now. They're they're not getting the check. They're being laid off their jobs. And we're getting ready to the government is getting ready to bail out all these large companies and throw you a twelve hundred dollar check. 
is that $1,200 check needed? Absolutely. Um, it can't come quicker, right? I know they got some two or three week delay on it. And I know you guys are getting your unemployment uh, claims process. Shout out to my boy, JT. JT is out there working hard at the Social Security Administration and unemployment agency um, getting those um, claims processed for you guys. Yep. And then I got my aunt down here. She's doing the same thing, getting those claims processed. They, he, I think both of them told me they processed over 80,000 claims in one day. So um, people, they're working really hard to try to get you guys some money. What you can do is um, I've been told you can go ahead and, and apply to some of these positions because with the influx of a um, of claims being done, they they need help. assistance. They right. Need help. They need help right now. So that's one thing that can be done. I don't have a lot of outlets um, for for jobs right now, but I know we're resilient people. We've, we've always been resilient people. I was having that conversation with my wife just the other day about how resilient black people are. I mean, yeah, this is a pandemic, and I know people might think that the community um, that I'm from, the, the black community, doesn't take this COVID-19 pandemic seriously. Why do they not think we're taking it seriously? Is because they see us dancing and making jokes and just... Doing happy hour with our friends. Right, we're, we're doing happy hour. We're just having a good time. But I, I, I tend to remind people that that's what we've always did in dire times. These are dire times, but even back in slavery days, you were they were picking cotton. Our ancestors were picking cotton and singing songs. I don't know why you think that's going to change now. This is another dire time. No, we're not picking cotton. No, we're not getting whipped by the master. But if I, it's in our souls to kind of sing our way through tough situations. And I just like to remind people of that. So for all those who are doing your parodies and your COVID-19 songs and, and jokes, hey, man, look, keep it up. Because um, I, I, I absolutely know we will need these things to survive this quarantine. Like I said, I got a special guest coming on the second half of the show. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to dial up our therapist and we're going to talk about signs of cabin fever. We're going to talk about uh, mental health going to talk about how to get the anxiety down so i hope you guys um are going to stick with me but before before i do that i got to have my light-hearted part of the show where we just have couch conversation tyrese made a video he made a video talking about how you're going to be locked up 14 to 30 days 15 to 30 days with someone and you're going to decide that this someone is someone i no longer want to be with sweetheart you still want to be with me right i do We've been working from home together for years, so we're we're good. We're going to make it. Yeah, we're going to be all right. Y'all don't need to worry about TL. TL is going to be completely and utterly fine. Look, I'm going to give y'all a few tips on working at home with your spouse or or um, being quarantined with your spouse or your significant other. Rule number one is you got to like the person you with, like actually like them. You're not, you, you can't just be attracted to them. You can't just lust for them. I know some homosexuals out there who just right now are staying at a place and having sex with a person. They stuck with a person because they just needed a place they, to stay. They just needed a place to stay. I know it's some, some jump offs right now that's sitting at their home with the kids by themselves and, and they're not getting that additional time from the, from the guy that comes over and spends time with him when he's tired of dealing with his wife. I know y'all stuck too. However, there is hope because during this quarantine special, I know there's a guy who has been holding it down and 
keeping us all safe and special. This one goes out to DJ D-Nice. KRS is one DJ. He been holding down the club quarantine, coming on every day. Having a blast. My friends and I dance to be nice every day. Or Mr. Kylie Park, who went to Alabama a and University, formerly known as DJ Smurf. And right now, a DJ is clearly and utterly saving our life. If you haven't listened to D-Nice on Instagram during quarantine, you missing out. Look, it was a time where we couldn't even get people to jump on their camera phone. We didn't have camera phones for over 10, well over 10 years. Yes. I, I'd like to say about 15 years. But now all of a sudden, people are Zooming. I um they they Facebook um group chatting they Google cringing. hanging out they they doing just about everything you can do to help with some of this this cabin fever. So number two is number two tip is you have to find something for yourself to do. Occupy yourself and and still get that social um that's that social interaction. Sweetheart, you you got a whole crew of friends and you you guys have a Google Hangout set up. All to where day. y'all all day to where they talk all day long all day we talk all day long we video chat with each, each other which i'm not a person that likes video chatting but through this i have been video chatting with my friends i have shown my face on zoom with my co-workers my co-workers have complimented me on all the artwork in our home it's been interesting seeing, you know, how people are surviving through this. And it's also been entertaining, to say the least, being with my friends doing happy hours and taking shots with each other in the evenings, let even me tell though you, we're not together. Let me tell you, we, we just had a, 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 birthday, a, a birthday Zoom for one of our friends. Um, shout out, Shay. Happy birthday. We've been, we took shots every 10 minutes. Um, drinks every 10 minutes um, just to help her enjoy her birthday because if she didn't get some type of birthday special, man, look, <laughs> she probably would kill herself. <laughs> I don't want you to kill yourself, baby. We love you. But you need some social interaction. You just can't. Don't That's expect true. to be stuck in the crib all day long and just watch TV or just work. Look, we got group chats coming out on social media where you can do um, cook with TL on one day during this quarantine special. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bake up a recipe or come up, cook up a recipe and we're going to cook together. What you cooking? I'm probably going to go out and barbecue, but don't be trying to get, don't be trying to figure out what I'm, she always trying to figure out what I'm cooking, man. I can't cook in the kitchen without my wife. She always want to come down there with me and, and see what I'm doing. And then knowing she like my food, I don't even know why she go through the headache of trying to figure out what I'm cooking when I'm cooking. I make good food. Chef Boyarty. That's okay. what it is, man. So look, I've seen, I've seen social media um, chat set up for people to, Workout, um, yeah. do workouts, do a little yoga. Um, all these studios and all these businesses that are closed, they're they're doing online things to hey promote themselves and and stay give you guys afloat. a little right stay afloat, give you guys a little bit of a um, sanity, and 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 help you guys through the through the quarantine. But like I said, I want to talk about this divorce rate because 
the divorce rate going to go up. You're going to, you're going to decide what, as you sit there, 14, 15, 30 days, however long we locked up together. It's going to be the rest of the summer. <laughs> I hope it, man, it's going to be, <laughs> then, then the murder rate going to go up because <laughs> they're going to want to kill each other. We don't, we, we don't, we don't have those problems, sweetheart. And I'm glad we don't have those problems, but we got one, you got to actually like your mate. And then part two is you got to have some social interaction with other people. So part three to, to the tip is yes have sex if you were attracted to her the way to keep her quiet baby don't get mad at me i'm about to say this the way to shut up is to throw her something put it in her drawers and do it all day long it's it, you got your saturdays you got your sundays where you don't have nothing to do you can cook her a meal and go upstairs and drop it off i don't know too many women who would be upset with that i don't know too many men who would be upset with that and quite frankly i had a there was an article out there that I've read that said um, having sex during the coronavirus pandemic is actually good for you. It, it, it gives you a level of exercise. It, it helps with the um, your it, it helps boost your immune system because your pheromones are going up and your um, your your hormones have elevated during the, the sexual activity. What about our single friends, though? Hey, you better go in there. You better get. You better go to the store and, and just not get TP. You better get some batteries. And for for the fellas, I, I, you, that's, that is very interesting when you say about our single friends. You know what? I haven't seen fly off the shelves. I ain't seen no lotion and no Vaseline. So obviously, them single people must be them women. I don't know. I, I've told you the numbers. There's more women out here than it is men. I don't see no Vaseline and no um, lotions flying off because if you single, if you're, if you're a single male, look, I'm just saying, man, work, work, work your, your sex organ, man. Cause it's going to help ward away this coronavirus pandemic um, situation. Cause it's going to elevate your, your hormones and your, and your pheromones. So, your, your immune system is, is boosted. I don't know. I'm just reading an article. That's what the article says. I'm not a doctor, but later on, I'll figure out if we can get a doctor during these pandemic podcasts, because we're going to be locked up in here for a while. So with the, so that's number two, have sex. You, you know what this, what was really interesting about this article? The article also said oral sex was a must. Hmm. Y'all can't see it, but I'm actually looking directly at my wife right now. <laughs> They said oral sex is a must during this um, coronavirus pandemic. And the reason why they was touting oral sex as as a as a safe alternative, they said oral sex is a must. So people go out there, have some oral sex, have some sex. That's my tip. Number three. Tip number one, got to act actually like the person that you with. Tip number two is you got to have some social interaction. And tip number three, you got to let that DJ save your life. Man, look, go on, go online and, and listen to some of these people that are DJing. Um, let D-Nice save the day. Look, how many times have you been to a party with Gabrielle Union, P. Diddy? Who else was at this party, baby? Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Joe Biden. You you really believe them people was there? I don't believe no Barack. I think they were. I don't, I don't Michelle, think no Joe no, Biden Michelle was Obama was there because the next day she came back and did a voter registration campaign. So Was she on the camera? She wasn't on the camera, but nah. she has an initiative. But I do feel like a lot of the celebrities were in there because they were going back and forth talking to each other and communicating with each other. So that first night that I got on with D-Nice, I'm sure my husband thought I was losing my mind. I did. I had the the speaker turned up downstairs. Which was turned up. 
he came downstairs like, what are you doing? Because I never turn on music in the house. So all of a sudden, we're sitting here, we're dancing, and it's going on for like six or seven hours, I felt like. I think he did a 10-hour set. I mean, like a, a straight 10-hour set. It was a long time. And then DJ Cassidy came on right after that. So you had your late-night DJ that closed everything out. And then D-Nice, the next day he comes back on, he changes his hat every hour on the hour so. It's it's a fun time. Y'all know we quarantine whenever you can catch that he changes hat every hour on the hour. <laughs> hey man, look, clearly we watching D Nice on the um on the DJ thing. Skills, you might as well do your 2020 wrap up right now because we know D Nice gonna be in it. And in 2020, no, 2020 not over, but we know D Nice gonna be in the wrap up when he start. Well, um, well that's 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 my tips on on making sure you don't get get a divorce. Those are my three tips, man. Look, social. Um, get some social social interaction online. Have some sex. L- let DJ D nice um, keep you uh, moving and in, in your party. And actually like the person that you with. Yeah, when you don't like the person that you with, it's gonna be, be miserable. Yeah, you be miserable. You sitting up there looking with you sitting up there looking at what Tyree said. You know, I actually have a few of my buddies and my friends call me and 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 tell me like, man, gee, this ain't gonna work. And I was surprised that he was saying this ain't gonna work. They seem very happy. They seem um, very content and they was just moving on about their life. But it, with them being in this house together, it ain't even been 14 days that they was in the house together because uh, she wasn't there the first half of this of, of, of this situation. They live in different states right now. But look, bro, you're going to be OK. That's your girl. Y'all going to be all right. Just just ride this thing out and figure out ways figure out the reason why you actually with this person. Um, y'all heard me say have a lot of sex. So with that being said, when, when I gave y'all that tip on having a lot of sex, I do believe there will be a COVID baby boom, a COVID baby boom where everybody will be having sex and creating babies right now. So what's that? What's nine months from um? what's this? This March, almost April. What's not what's nine months from April? Um, December. That's December. So when you see all the December babies pop up, all them people December, who mad. January. Yeah. All these December and January. Babies that pop up mad because they, they, they birthday around another holiday. They're calling them Generation C or coronavirus. Hmm. Generation C. <laughs> Generation C for coronavirus. You'll mess with her. Here's another situation that came up um, while we're quarantined. Um, I was just, I was watching, looking at social media, watching um, TMZ, <laughs> you know, TMZ, the real news these days. I, I think we got a better handle on news than the actual um, news outlets today. What's up with this guy who, this Amazon delivery guy, this Amazon delivery guy, he delivers a package. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to put this up on uh, my social media site. That's my Facebook page. I want you to go to Frontline Stereo Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe to my subscribe and follow the Frontline Stereo Podcast. And I want you to look at this video in regards to the Amazon delivery guy. Deliberately spitting on a package and caught on the ring cam. Deliberately spitting on a package. I mean, like he took his hand, put it up to his mouth, big water spit and wiped it all over the package like he like like they did something. I don't know what they did to him or how many packages these people have delivering or what's his angle. I mean, my thought is, do you know you have the coronavirus or something? Like, why would you do that in the time where we have a whole pandemic going on? You big dummy. 
I and mean, it shows spit all over the package. Right. I mean, look, what is the purpose behind? I mean, so, buddy, you got people right now who are being let, let go, of, let go on their jobs simply because of this pandemic and the, the business that they work for has no business going on right now. Here it is. You're working. And you spitting on packages like the idiot in Pennsylvania who coughed all over the produce and had them waste $35,000 worth of produce. See, see what I'm saying? This is stupidity. Again, you big dummy. I don't know what you guys are thinking right now with us going through a pandemic. These are the type of people who need to be wiped off the face of the earth. I don't like them. I don't want them around me. I don't want to be around. It's, it's almost like the, it's, it's again, here goes another one. I'm on social media. We going through this pandemic. I'm looking at, Kev on stage on Facebook and he's showing a guy at like a Publix food store and he's tasting soups. Now, when I say he tasting soups, you know, most people, he was not at Publix. He was at whole foods. Oh, hope <laughs> that's even bar. worse at whole, whole place foods. that I used to frequent often in Atlanta. Now, when we think let's go ahead and taste this soup, you get your little cup, get the ladle, put the ladle, you later use some, a taste test into your cup and then you taste the soup no white people y'all the only person i know do this crap i i need y'all to get your hand sanitizers i need y'all to follow some of the stuff that we do on this situation because when you go into a supermarket and go to the soup bar where everyone is using the ladle and put your lips on the ladle and put it back into the soup that's what they call nasty you big dummy so you big dummies, y'all need help. I don't know what type of help y'all going to get. I don't know. I, I hope the Amazon man get fired. I hope that idiot who was in Whole Food um, understands how nasty that is. And I hope the fool who coughed on the um the produce, the produce at, the supermarket. at the supermarket while people is all they, people are already hoarding all of the um, all of the all, all of the product at the superstores and the supermarket to the point where we got to tell people to relax and calm down. You big dummy. That's, that's about what I got to say. Y'all, y'all, y'all are dummies, big dummies. Hey, look, I, I've never seen this level of stupidity until recently. And don't let the anxiety from COVID-19 or, or, um, the coronavirus pandemic put y'all in a situation where you are continuing to do, stupid things but let's move on let's talk about something else different hey look we quarantined everybody got their amazon prime accounts out everybody got your your netflix watch list going and you quarantining and chilling and you're doing your thing and i must say <laughs> i'm a little worried about myself you're and saying I, everything I, look i watch a lot of netflix if you've listened to me on the front line before you know i watch a lot of netflix but I've come across some things during this quarantine that made me question what I was watching. Tiger King was amazing. Hey man, look, I'm if y'all don't for know Joe, Joe for president, Joe look. exotic for president, <laughs> Tiger King, Tiger King, <laughs> I think is a clear sign of cabin fever. <laughs> it is, And we all watching. I have anxiety because I sat and watched this intently without hesitation. And I took days. And I don't understand. I, I mean, I, I I knocked this thing out. These, what, seven episodes, I think it was? Yes, it I was. I knocked these seven episodes out in two days. That's how intent I was on, on watching this show. Took me a week. 
if you ain't watched Tiger King, I'm gonna give you uh spoiler alert. I'm gonna give you a little bit of why I feel like I'm um this is signs of captain fever or I have some some um anxiety that might be building up because my gaydar didn't go off, y'all. <laughs> I didn't know Joe Exotica was a gay man until about episode um three when they announced that he had a couple husbands. I didn't realize it either until they said that. Okay, so I'm not the only one. I just thought he was a little bit um, eccentric because he loved tigers. Man, look. So I think that's what it was. He loved tigers. So there, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with him being gay or dating um, straight men because that's what he was dating. And and that's what they say. Were gay for meth. And I don't know. That's a, that's a whole. It, it, it's, it's something wrong with him dating men for meth. But that's... I mean, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother conversation because I sit. I sit here and I just said this statement out loud. You said there's nothing wrong with him dating straight men. I don't know if I can say they were straight if they was married to a gay man. Well, but they're married what, to women, like the guy with the meth mouth, whatever his name is. They had no shirt on the whole episode. I hear you, but yeah, this dude spent this dude spent seven episodes with no shirt on, interviewing with no shirt on. Hold on, but but go on, let, let me get back to you. Thought I, you you're not gonna get away with this one, sweetheart. <laughs> I just said this dude seduced straight men with meth. I don't know that you could be straight. Or maybe maybe you Meth can be. Meth make you do some weird things, man. It's a hell of a drug, huh? It is, and I don't know any meth heads. I don't know no meth heads either, but I don't know that drugs make you gay. I think you already got that in you. Know, you. Drugs will make you do some some something strange for some change. Hey, look, if you got an opinion of if you watch Tiger King, I'm going out on the front line. Um, stereo podcast facebook page right now and i'm gonna post up the tiger king and i want you to tell me is these men have a little gay in them already or are, are they straight oh, drug addicts dude got a, um, i want to know if they straight got a kid now okay but they, well that woman needs to know that her husband is gay he no she understands that he had an addiction uh addiction to what he had, had an addiction to meth. He had an addiction to dick. No, he had an addiction to meth. <laughs> I don't know. And she has to understand that. Okay, does meth make you go put a tattoo on your private area that says property of Joe Exotica? I don't know, because I've never been addicted to drugs or anything like I that, don't. So. Look, man, look, we got to find a drug addict or something and tell me, and they can help me understand. Either you got that in you or you don't. I think the drugs just heighten your sense of... of um common sense that <laughs> maybe i don't know if you i mean it takes away your common sense I, I think it has things that you would normally not do i think you would do but i think it gotta be in you in order for you to be um able to perform acts i'm sure he just wasn't kissing on them and giving them meth i don't mm, know what this guy I'm was doing not even gonna think about that hey look number two on the list is ozark ozark came out yesterday we are all slowly but surely getting through Ozark. And some of us are even trying to figure out what we are watching because we're confused as to what happened last season. What we watching is a money laundering situation. <laughs> they all got they all they all have um issues. They they all are in a cartel and they 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 bind up business so they can launder money. I think this is one of the most ingenious shows that I've seen on Netflix to date and they just doing their thing. But hold on, I got an issue. I've been watching Altered Carbon. That's that's my number 3 on the list. Altered Carbon. Um the first season came out where the lead guy um, was a white guy. 
and the, the new lead guy is a black guy. That black guy happens to be Anthony Mackie. But this is where I have another issue about my cabin fever and my anxiety. I watched Black Mirror, and it had Anthony Mackie in Black Mirror, where he played a, uh, a, a guy who was in a virtual um, game console fighting situation. And in this game console fighting situation, he played against his boy, and his boy was a female character. He was a male character. And in this show, they had sexual relations. I don't know about you, but I ain't been able to watch Anthony Mackie stuff <laughs> since I watched Black Mirror. I don't know if it's something wrong with me. Baby, is there something wrong with me? I mean, that's just the character that he played. Yeah, hey, character, I, I, can't, I, I can't. He done been in several. He was the 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 Falcon in, in Endgames. I ain't been able to look at him the same since. And I, I watched Alter Carbon and yeah, it was good. But Anthony Mackie, man, we got to figure out something that we can do to get you back on a different track. Because ever since that Black Mirror episode, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I've been questioning. It's been hard to watch you in, in shows, man. That one was a questionable hit to your career, sir. No, it wasn't. That was just a role that he played. That was just a role that he played. So up next. Mm, a role that he played which is number three in Netflix today, but probably his number four, Terrell's number four is All-American. Oh, that's my show right there. Hey, you know what All-American made me think of? Um, the black guy in the, the main character, Spencer, in this is a black kid um, from, um, what is it, um, South LA? He, he like, South he, Central. South Central LA or Compton or something. He, he from the hood. What? And he's, and he's out in Beverly Hills going to school, being this um, amazing football star. All of the... British and Euro black stars are now getting all the roles of the black people in America. And it's like, I heard him talk like days later. I didn't know he was a British guy or, um, you know, I didn't know he had that, the, the, the Idris Elba accent. He, he spoke and I was just like, Oh, it just ruined it all for me. Why? Because it's like, it's not authentic anymore. It's not us anymore. It's, it's kind of like when I watch Idris Elba in The Wire. You know, that was my that was my first interaction with Idris Elba. He he played um a, a drug dealer in, in The Wire, and Stringer Bell was like, that dude. And then later on, I see him on a talk show, and he's talking with his British accent, and he was like, I was like, who is this dude? Stringer Bell, British? It messes you up, man. I'm just saying, it, it messes Harriet you up. Harriet messed you up, too. Oh, that's another one. Hey, look, y'all, I don't watched Harriet while I was in here, too. Uh, that, that that goes back to speaking about the resilience of black people, too. Um, the resilience of black people. Or African-Americans. Or African. No, I'm going to say black people. Why we got to say African? I'm not okay. from Africa. There you okay. go. We finna have this whole conversation. We're not. Okay. That's another show. The the resilience of black people um, through dire times. And when I was watching Harriet, I'm looking at I'm looking at um, the 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 actress that played Harriet. She did an amazing job. The movie was great. I'm loving the the way they are um, heroizing, um, if that's even a word, um, black women today in 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 these movies in these remakes of these historical figures. Um, big applause to them for doing that. But after I watched the movie and she was like, she had the whole Negro accent. She was, she had the slave accent. Massa ain't going to want you to do this. And Massa ain't going to want you to do that. And she came in, she was singing Negro spirituals. I heard she's like one of the top singers in our country too. Oh, she's an opera singer. An opera Tony singer. Tony award winning or Tony 
nominated singer. Okay, Tony. Oh, I I know she's big. Yeah, she is. Okay, and 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 as a as a singer, she's in this movie. She's singing her Negro spiritual. Go down, Moses. Let my people go. And and slaves is coming and running. And then I watched on her award show, and she spoke. Messed me up, man. I'm telling you. Every time I see a a, a one of these black actors or actresses act, and it's this U.S. character or this hood character. Or, or this. Um, that means they're a good actor or actress. Oh, that means they're an amazing they're actor excellent. and actress. They they are they are excellent. But it just I, I'm not saying black people can't um, um, black people can't speak properly. But you know this is this this when you hear a British person you you automatically sit up and you think tea and crumpets and you think pinky pinky finger out. That's what my immediate thought is. And <laughs> tea and crumpets and pinky finger out. That's British. Is not. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Call it what you want. That's what I think when I, when I think of when I'm, when I'm listening to these people speak. And then when I think of the character that they playing, uh, a slave or, or a big time drug dealer, I don't think tea and crumpets. I don't know what's going on. I'm Hollywood. Go off oh, scones. My bad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Hollywood, but I, I'm sure y'all can find some American black actors and actresses that actually lived this life and did it here. I don't know why we're not doing the American thing, but that's my lineup on uh, on Netflix. I want you to go on my Facebook page, comment, and tell me what um, shows that you're watching. So everybody, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to take a quick break, get me some water, and I'm going to come back with my special guest. I'm going to get a therapist on the line. We're going to break into this whole COVID-19 um, coronavirus thing. You are still with your boy. This is TL, and you are on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You're still with your boy TL, and we are still on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. I got a special guest, just like I said. I was going to bring my friend here with us, and we was going to get into this whole COVID-19 discussion, and we was going to talk a little bit more about the serious side of this pandemic that we are dealing with while we are quarantined. I'd like to welcome to the Frontline Stereo Podcast, um, Therapist Sam of, of Foundation Counseling, LLC. Hello. Are you still with me? I'm here, yes. Awesome, awesome. Um, I want you to tell um, people a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. And then I, w- I want to have a discussion with you, a serious discussion in regards to um, how we survived this quarantine and just the resilience of, of the community we come from when it comes to um, surviving this quarantine and pandemic special. But first, tell the people about yourself, especially if you're in the Chicagoland area. I want you to know about Foundations Counseling LLC. So I want you to be on Therapist Sam's um, radar. All right. Uh, so um, Samantha Allen, um, born in California, raised in Chicago, and Foundations Counseling LLC came about um, just from some of my um, experiences in life and growing up on the South Side, um, I just saw that there was a dire need for um, someone to understand the human behavior um, and just some of the social aspects of what we experience in, you know, in our hood over on the South Side. So Foundations Counseling was founded in 2017. Um, it's my baby. 
Um, it came from an idea of having a holistic foundation to approach just about every uh, issue that impacts the Black family. And so my practice has been around for just about three years. We just recently expanded. There uh, is um, three clinicians, myself and two others, and we have a um, staff of all Black women. So we, um, I would say our practice is a women's issue um, practice, but we do have other you know, other people coming in. We do have some men that come in. We do have some uh, children that come in. We uh, treat issues from uh, depression, grief and loss, um, anxiety, PTSD. I myself specialize in mood disorders. Um, again, women's issues. I do individual family and couple therapy. So we're just about the south side in Beverly area on 104th and Western in Chicago. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Just again, another warm welcome for therapist Sam um, on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. I appreciate you coming on. You've known me for a while. You've been with TL for a, a, a good minute. And I've reconnected with Sam <laughs> yeah. after some time. Um, I might have need some some individual uh, mood counseling at one point. But as we all might need some um, individual mood counseling at some point. But I wanted to talk about the um, COVID-19 quarantine and just mental health of people. I know we, we, we tend to make, uh, to make light of, of, of dire situations. And my message right now is stay in the house and figure out how to stay in the house successfully so that we can start going back outside. I don't want to spend the next 15 to 30 days or 60 days or 90 days outside. So I know um, we, we had a conversation and you had some things right up on your website, tips for protecting your mental health during COVID-19. And I just want you to go through some of those things. Then I had a, a few questions and Zinda might even have a few questions for you so we can just extend this conversation um, about um, COVID-19. Absolutely. Um, I first want to say that the impact of coronavirus, the COVID-19, has definitely changed how we live our lives daily. And um, even though I am a mental health professional, I have had to take some time to deal with it on my own to make sure that I am prepared and um, aware of how to help the community because this is an impact that is just as great as 9-11. You know, this pandemic, you know, when we first heard about it coming out of China, no one really took it serious. But I can remember when I heard about it in China, I was actually traveling to Mexico. And I, I was traveling with proper precaution. I had a mask on and people were looking at me, you know, and I didn't care. Hey, look, but I, I don't took care it serious. I know, I, I, I know I when I traveled back then. Yeah, I know when yeah, I travel I back and forth, I, I got my mask on me. I got right. I'm sitting in the studio right now. We get, and, and even though we've been in the house, I, I got my hand sanitizer ready to go. Yeah, it, it is. It's definitely serious. And unfortunately, you know, in my opinion, we didn't get the information that we needed when we needed it. And so it's, it's kind of a lag in how serious people are taking it. And then, too, some of us are accustomed to leaving our safety and care to other people you know we are dependent on the government for a lot of things and we really shouldn't be so i'm thinking that this situation and this pandemic is definitely going to bring about a whole another level of awareness and uh, a precaution to our to everybody hopefully 
So, um, yeah, you mentioned on my website that I had some uh, tips for protecting um, our mental uh, wellness. And um, I posted this on the, the Facebook um, as well. We do have a Facebook for Foundations Counseling, and it can be very helpful. It's Foundations Counseling LLC, Evergreen Park, I believe. Um, I don't know how you can get that information to your listeners, but I'll, I'll put it out there on my, I'll put it out there on my um, Facebook page again. Um, you can come to the frontline stereo podcast, Facebook page, and you'll find me out. We'll go ahead and post, um, the link to her Facebook page as well. If you are in the Chicagoland area, go ahead and say that your Facebook page for me okay. again. I believe it's Facebook. It's, um, foundations council LLC of Evergreen Park. Because we initially started in Evergreen Park, but gotcha. I'll give you the um, link for that, and then I'll also post these tips that I'm going to give right now. So, some tips for maintaining your mental health during the COVID-19 um, pandemic would be number one: don't panic. Um, panicking in any type of crisis won't help because one of the things that is important to know: whenever we're in crisis mode, we do not have full access to our brain. So mm. you do not want to panic. You want to take some time to calm down. Secondly, you want to arm yourself with actual, incredible information. I remember when this first hit and we were declared a pandemic, we were getting all sorts of information. I know one of the things that stood out was this video going around telling people you can cure COVID-19 by spraying some water up your nose and using a blow dryer. Again, oh, wow. <laughs> you wanna, <laughs> that is totally, that's not true. But again, um, just like when the president told, um, told us on his special uh, report that one of the medications that they were using um, was a chloroquine or something like that, you had people going out and trying to get this medications, and um, one man died and his wife was left in ICU. They, they took what they heard and ran with it. Do you have a question? Yeah, I do. What are you telling people when you say, I, I hear you say, don't panic and arm yourself with factual and credible information. And we see on the news every day, uh, whether you love them or hate them, um, Trump, Trump saying stuff that is really for entertainment purposes. But behind that, entertainment, oh my God, I don't understand what he's saying. I, I can't even <laughs> I cannot listen to him. I don't understand what he's saying. I, I don't remember the name of the doctor that stands up there with him. And he gives us information. His information is. It's, yeah, that's it. His information is credible. Mm -hmm. So I do recommend people pick and choose where they're getting their sources from. I mean, I know some, you know, news networks are tailored to uh, Trump. Some are more negative. Like if you're listening to CNN or ABC, some of them, all they're posting are the depth, you know, and they're only focusing on that part. That could definitely put you in a gloom or doom state of mind. That's definitely not helpful, you know, beneficial for your mental well-being. But so what do you say? I mean, you, but what do you say to the person who's huh? who's sitting there and they go, "It's a hundred and eleven thousand cases of coronavirus in the U.S. right now. I'm panicked. How how do I calm okay, down from that's this? That's a what factual thing. A person like that. Yeah, that is factual. But what I would say to a person like that is, do your research. How big is the United States? And why would we have so many cases? We are a, a large, you know, country. And we have people that travel internationally all the time. So that information is what the doctor, you know, is saying. And that's why. So don't don't just pick and choose what you hear. 
you know, or if you have questions, they do have COVID-19 credible websites that they're posting and they're talking about on the web, on the, um, on the special reports. So that's where you should get your information from, not these sort of um, conspiracy theorists. You know, if you listen to those conspiracy theorists, they will have you in a fear mode, right. you know, which can definitely play on your mental well-being. Right. So that's what I mean when I say listen to, get your information from factual and credible sources. Okay. That's, that's the only thing I can say to you. And then, too, you want to follow proper precaution, right? When we heard of this, they, they were telling us to get face masks, to wash our hands, and to be very careful with the social distancing, things like that. It took a while for the nation to get on board with that, right? Is- when you look at places like Italy, Italy is, is overcrowded. New York, overcrowded. Crowded, That's why so. you see the numbers, the drastic numbers like that. And then, two, you know, how quick were they to, to do or how capable were they of doing the social distancing? Right. So I, I think it's it's important for us to follow the proper precaution so that we can, number four, reduce the risk of exposure. I'd love to reduce the risk of exposure so we can get back outside. But here's a question for you, um, Doc. As I'm sitting back thinking about how we reduce the risk of risk of exposure, it's people out there who won't wear a mask. And, and as you said in your when you were talking about um, arm yourself with credi- credible and factual information, you said you found out when you were traveling and people were looking at you. What do you say to those people who are worried about what other people are thinking? They're looking at me funny because I have a mask on. You can worry. You can either worry about what they're thinking or you can worry about saving your life or the lives around you. You got to pick or choose. You know what I mean? I heard you say, Trill, you know, the re- reduce the risk of exposure, stay in so we can hurry up and get back, get back out. The truth of the matter is this is a matter of life or death for some. They need to hear right? that. Yeah, or, I, I need you to, I need you to get that message clear. loud and clear. It's true. I, before you called, I was watching a video of a young woman in Gainesville, Florida, and her story hit, hit me so hard. She's a young African-American woman, and she said she woke up in the middle of the night with a fever and began vomiting. She went to the hospital. They sent her home where, where she lives with an elderly mother. Mm. And now she's back in the hospital, and they are about to send her home again when her lungs are only functioning at 95%. This is in Gainesville, Florida. Her lungs are only functioning at 95%. That's not surprising. And she said, and, they, and she said, they are literally telling me to wait until I die. There's nothing they can do. So they're going to send her home so she can possibly infect other people. And then she's going to die. This is sad. But unfortunately, this is the seriousness of the situation. This is why it's declared a pandemic. And unfortunately, you had other people out there saying, oh, it's just the flu. It's just the flu. No, they told us this is not the flu. You know, I had a back and forth war with a man on Facebook uh, the other day when he said, we have more people die from the flu. Listen, this is not the flu. I'm not going to compare it to the flu. Right. But so it, I'm going to take proper precautions. It'd be, it, I mean, a lot of people are, are thinking people like Dr. Oz is a credible source. I, I think I've, I've seen him out there saying this is um, similar to the flu and we have over 80,000 deaths um, from flu. And we're not, we're, where are we at right now, sweetheart? We're, we're at like 1,200 deaths in the, um, in the U.S. right now? It might be more than that. Yeah, I have more than that. I've, As of yesterday, it was 1,200, yeah, I believe, yeah, I've removed in the United States. I've watching. I needed a break today. 
that's good. That's very healthy. Now, I will say that for me, this strand of COVID-19, they said is new. Mm -hmm. So what I'm learning is they are still learning about this. And that's what I mean when I say we as people get we get dependent on government to tell us. If we heard them say this is a new strand and they're still doing research, what that should clue us in is they don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So everything is still being tested. You know, I saw one of my cousins is a doctor and then somebody else on my Facebook page is a doctor. And they were posting, hey, the, the respiratory symptoms are not the only thing that are taking people out is kidney failure and um, a bunch of other things. So this thing is, is something that is very new, this strain of COVID or coronavirus, Yeah, and we're which at... is why they call it COVID. So yeah. we can't just say, oh, it's just a flu if this is a new strand that they know nothing about. Yeah, and we're at 19, so we need to... 1,900 deaths as, as we sit today. 1,900 deaths. Wow. I mean, that's worldwide, we're at 28,000 deaths. Um, 19 is a far cry from where they are at in Italy at 10,000 deaths, but this is definitely right. something to be alarmed about. It, it definitely is. You know, they have not, and here's the thing, it took me back to the kids that went to spring, spring break in Florida. And even a young lady whose video that was on, um, from Gainesville, Florida today, she said that they were still partying and kicking it. And she sent the message. If you guys were partying with me and we were kicking it out of Gainesville, please understand this is serious. Hmm. And the kids that were in, in, in uh, spring break in Florida were saying, we'd rather get our um, our news reports from people on social media than watching the news when it's someone we don't know. So it, it could be a generational thing. I don't know. Either way, it, it's happening too much. People need to take it serious. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, I just heard your wife say that she needed to take a break. The fifth point on here is set a boundary with a goal of protecting your peace. By having some time where you disconnect from social media and news from time to time. What so, I was telling other people was have a point person in your home who just checks in with the news from day to day. Oh, she my don't, point person. Don't put, <laughs> she sits in front of that <laughs> news she, thing she all day. That's what we get. D, that's what we get. D nice. We get our break with D nice and club quarantine. Absolutely. There's someone on right now. Uh, Vince Adams is on right now. So check him out too. But um, the last, well, there's two more points. Obtaining emergency items that were recommended. That, that This is a list that was created when they first told us that, you know, we should get Tylenol. We should get, um, what else was it? Tylenol, gloves, Lysol, you know, bleach, things like that, masks, things that we could do to protect ourselves. And then um, the last point I had on here was engage in some mindfulness activities. Those, those kind of activities that will help take your mind off what's happening and focus on the right here, right now. That might be hard to do. So what I've done in my home is I've bought crayons, coloring books, board games, basketball hoops, you know, things like that to kind of bring us away from what's going on on the outside world so that we can focus on the right here and right now. Hello. So look, I gave some tips early on the show today. Y'all listen to the doctor's tips. Doc is going to give us, therapist Sam is going to give us the real, the the real way to reduce our anxiety and, and keep a, a healthy mental state during COVID-19. But again, I just want to have someone over there with some, I, I want to have someone on the show with me with a level of credibility, um, 
to speak about the COVID-19, someone who's more of a, a, a uh, of a youth, well, I like to call us um, still very young, Sam. Don't worry about that. Uh, I think we're, I know, I know that we, we, we've been, we've been going back since when we were in college, but, but no, I, I like to keep us, I want to have someone with some credibility to say, Hey, look, I'm trying to get us to the point where we can go, go back out without the, the level of fear and anxiety that we have. So please, um, head over to the, the foundations counseling LLC, um, website, look at some of the, uh, tips for protecting your mental health during COVID-19 and, and definitely, um, Sam, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on for a, a brief moment, but if you got a, just a few more moments for me, I have some questions mm-hmm. I want to talk about. Um, a lot of people don't know when you're quarantined, sometimes you can go through what I, I call it cabin fever. I don't know if that's the proper term, but what are some of the things that we can yeah. do to fight against cabin fever while we're I me? I just watch Netflix. I'm cool with Netflix. I'm watching the tiger King and, and, um, and, 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 um, uh, all American. I, I talked about some of them earlier today. What was what would be some of your suggestions to one pick up on signs, some of those signs of cabin fever, and what we can do okay. to kind of once we notice them. Sure. So some you know signs you might want to look out for would be um, social isolation, lack of patience, sadness, depression, um, decreasing motivation. Um, a change in your interest in things, inability to cope. I would say lethargy. If you're if you're seeming to be more tired than usual, restlessness, your inability to get some sleep, um, difficulty walking. If you're seeming like you're napping more than often, those are some things you want to kind of look out for. In this particular um, situation, maybe if you're finding that you're preoccupied with these thoughts of what if situations, these kind of gloom and doom thoughts, some pessimistic thinking, you want to kind of worry about that too. But, um, you know, cabin fever with, you know, being home with your kids or your spouse you can be a little irritated, frustrated, maybe taking it out, you know, on other people. I think those are some things to look out for. Things that I would recommend to address it would be having some scheduled time together Mm-hmm. Maybe breakfast or lunch and dinner where at, during that time you offer a space where each person can talk about how they're feeling. It could be pertaining to what's going on. It could be just pr- pr- providing that space for the person to say, you know what, I'm really overstressed. I'm really concerned about, you know, what our life is going to look like today, tomorrow, or financially, how this is going to impact us next year or, you know, whatever. Just providing that space for each other to, you know, have the opportunity to stay and emote. I think that's important. Even if you have children in the home, being able to ask them how they're, you know, feeling and what they're thinking, you want to know. That's really important. And then that's also providing the space for them to get it off their chest. Yeah. Right. Look, TL love the kids. Parents, don't forget about your kids. (laughs) Yeah. The most important thing is knowing that we act out what we don't say. So being able to just, you know, say it and process it. And then it offers, you know, the, the spouse and the parents the opportunity to know where each other and the kids are. How I also you, recommend having some, go ahead. Do you have a question? I was going to say, I know, I, I know you are with child. 
How are you dealing? I, I mean, I talk to a lot of parents and I'm, of course, I'm always looking at social media and I'm looking at the parents frustration with this new math. Are you OK with the new math that you're having to deal with and, and teach your kid at, at home while you're while you're quarantined? Listen, so far, I'm okay. I got I got a break, but that first week I was a teacher, the lunch lady, the um, principal, the gym teacher. I was everything. And, and my son was requesting fried chicken. You know, he, he is just, he has some demands. And I tried to meet his demands. He's very lucky. He has a mom that's a therapist. But I was just like, okay, I need a break. You said so you need a break too, huh? Is, I need a break, yeah. So he's with his his dad right now, and they're safe. So I'm I'm lucky that I have that extra support. But for those that don't, I have seen the the trend of parents that are just like, you know what, just go, just do what you have to do, and that's okay. Because the truth of the matter is, we may all have some post traumatic stress Ooh. right now, and we may still be trying to adjust to the new norm. We may all still be trying to battle with our own inner fears and our thoughts of what's going on. And as a mom, we are trying to keep ourselves safe and keep these kids alive. So that's a real, real thing to really be facing. It's okay to give yourself permission to just sit with that, you know, and then get back to your schedule. I think it's okay to have a schedule in the home. We get up in the morning, have breakfast, we commune. Then we have school, give the kids a break, have some normalcy. You know, me and my house, we call the recess. Then we had gym. You know, I think it's important to create the, those sort of activities. Um, but be creative because the kids are, you know, dealing with their own stress. They're seeing you, you know, how to manage yours. Just kind of be creative and then give yourself a break. We don't have to be perfect. Yeah, you- We are all in crisis mode and it's important to accept that and, and, give yourself some grace. So parents, you can't send your, you can't have, um, you can't have roll call, send your kid to recess, do lunch and then, and end the day with him in timeout. That is not the day that he's going to want. <laughs> That's what she's saying. It depends on the type of kids you have. Uh Oh, you know, it depends <laughs> on the type of kids you have, you know, we, you know, I've been blessed, but some people, you know, have multiple kids and different personalities and some kids who have behaviors. And so you, you may have to do some timeout. But it's important to just be very honest with yourself about what's happening in the new norm. Gotcha. So I have I had an additional yeah. question. Um, I know in the black community it goes around, especially at the beginning of this whole um, COVID nineteen pandemic um, situation that we're dealing with. It black people can't get it. That's what they was. That's 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 what it was saying. I only see white people getting it. I only see people in different countries getting it. I only see Asian people getting it. I think we good. I I I I believe at this point in time, after the NBA shut down because of multiple players in the NBA, those being African American or black, um, has has now gotten it. What what is it to the mental health of a person who has this level of invincibility when they say black people can't get it? What do you tell those people? You know. I, I didn't hear that, and I'm glad that you're sharing that with me. I do recall um, our our president saying something like it. It was the the China China disease China or something virus. like that. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, our president calls China it the Chinese virus. Chinese virus, and then when it warms up, it's gonna go away. It's 90 degrees in Florida, and it's multiplying. Yeah, and we get we getting a, exactly. a lot of cases. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say this word, but I think that that's just a level of ignorance. Hmm. We have to know that this thing doesn't discriminate. 
you know, we have to know that. Just like, I mean, especially when they say, oh, it's just like a, the flu. Well, the flu doesn't discriminate either. Not at all. You know, so I, I, I would say that some of us do have this invincible thinking, oh, it won't happen to me, you know, and, and you know, that's just on an individual basis. I, you know, I, I can't say it's a personality thing. It's probably just an individual thing. And unfortunately, until it happens and we see that it can happen, you know, we have to really just submit to it and acknowledge it and, and take the proper precautions. Yeah, slowly but surely, I'm I'm watching my I'm watching my Facebook page and I'm noticing some of my community absolutely saying, "Hey, look, the coronavirus is a very different thing when it hits home. It, it's 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 starting to hit home in some people's um, family." And mm-hmm. some friends that they know personally. And now they're like, oh, my gosh, I thought this was just politics. I thought this was um, just a way to get Trump out of office. I thought this was just uh, a, a situation that was Italy was dealing with. But now now these things are yeah. starting to hit home. And it speaks to another now thing. I can't say, oh, go ahead. I can say that the timing of it really makes you think that there could be some sort of tie. Because now all of a sudden it makes him look like. He's a savior. When I mean, he had an opportunity to make it look like that because to me, he really isn't He's not doing the savior. that. Kumo. No, um, Kumo is the president. It's right. President Kumo in New York right. who's shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> it looks as though this was extra time for him to campaign, right? It does. But it definitely impacted um, voting, right? So you, you one would think, okay, what, what is this? Why? You know, and I'm not going to lie, for me, it was just like, okay, is this a, was this a biochemical weapon? Like, you know, but either way, regardless of what it was, how it happened, the impacts are hitting us hard. And there was no way for us to protect ourselves except try our best to do what they said. Put your right. mask so, on. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Use wash your, your hands. Wash you your know. hands. Use your sanitizer and social distance. Absolutely. Don't touch your face. And don't touch your face. Absolutely. Social distancing. Right. And, yep. and so I have one more question for you. And this is okay. one that I want to hit home in a in a few different ways. And and you can you can bring me back to levity if if I go if I steer off in the deep end. I think yeah. we need in some way, shape, or form, especially the black community, us dancing and making parodies and jokes about it. I think that I think that's helpful to our mental health state. I think that's what we've been known to do throughout history. Our, our ancestors as slaves, um, well, some of our ancestors as slaves, everyone didn't have a slave ancestor, but our ancestors as slaves sung through picking cotton. Our ancestors as slaves mm-hmm. sl- sung and danced through um, being whipped on a whipping post. And I, I just look at times at how, how, how we go through the, um, how we go through history and how we go through times, even up to this point where we're at COVID-19 pandemic and you see parodies coming up with people spraying themselves with Lysol and, and dancing the trap music. I think that is our community's way of coping with what's going on around them. Is there any truth or levity you can provide us to saying like, Hey, this is helping with our mental health. It's not that we're making it a joke or not taking it seriously, but this is how this community has gotten through some of the most dire times in history. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I heard you say, you know, we, we dance and we sang, we absolutely laugh, you know, and as many comedians that I know of African-American, they talked about making their pain into laughter. This is exactly, this is no difference. 
which is no difference. I remember last week was the, the roughest week for myself. And what got me through was the laughter and the, the transparency that we all shared through social media. You know, I remember one of my posts was, this is all over. I don't want to hear Corona nothing. Not a Corona beer, not a Corona nothing. In fact, they might want to just change their name too. <laughs> so like this is, this is, it's serious. And, and making jokes out of it really helps us to cope. Yeah, so I know. Absolutely. I know our community for a while thought the beer was our situation. <laughs> I knew for a while they thought absolutely. drinking the Corona was going to give you the coronavirus. Oh yeah, it it, it was it was whole a mess. <laughs> that's what they said, but the jokes really do, and and there there is science to to uh, back up the fact that laughter is a coping. It helps us cope with our situation. So absolutely, I think that's one of the things that's going to get us through. Probably one of the biggest things that's going to get us through. I went to sleep listening to a uh, a comedy show last night. <laughs> Just to get say get your laugh on. Laughing laughing is, is, is therapeutic, people. So, therapist yeah. Sam, again, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know it's Saturday and this is your break time, and you've stepped away from that time to speak with my audience as I am starting this frontline pod, stereo podcast. Um, me and my wife would both like to thank you and the listeners who will be listening to this. I'm sure will like to thank you and I'll send them back over to um, foundations um, counseling LLC. And again, just I wholeheartedly you. appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm going to get back to my telehealth. I am not off today. <laughs> <laughs> I am seeing my clients via telehealth, but thank you for um, having me on the show. I was happy. I could fit you guys in today. You are awesome. Thank appreciate you. it. I'll catch up with yeah. you later. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day. All right, Sam. Bye-bye. So there you have it, people. You don't have to just listen to TL. You can listen to um, some friends of the show. Therapist Sam will always be a friend of the show. Again, I thank her for coming out and being with us on the front line and giving you some of the tips um, for protecting your mental health during COVID-19. People, it's okay to laugh at your pain. It's, as you just heard, it's therapeutic. So for those who don't understand that black people are really taking this seriously, um, this is just the way we cope with things. It's our coping mechanism. I want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with me for as long as you stuck with me on this stereo podcast today. You can now come up off the front line. That's it. That's all. Until next time.